Welcome back to another episode of the After the Snow podcast. I'm your co-host, Dave Mays. And uh, alongside with me every week is uh, my co-host, Freeway Rick Ross. What's up, what Rick? What up, Dave? It's good. It's good. It's good, man. Yeah, man. Another another week. Um, yes, yes, yes. Things are moving along. We into the into the getting into the fall, the summer. You know, we just had Labor Day, so summer's officially over, I guess. And, yeah, this uh, economy though, man. That's the thing right now. Everybody is is on the economy. Where is this economy going? Yeah. Yeah, money, that's a big money tight out here, boy. Yeah, yeah, hard to come by. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on with these. I guess the midterm elections coming up, and you know everybody thinking about who's gonna, you know, who's gonna run in for president in two more years, and you know, same old stuff. I guess that that we've been yeah, seeing. Are they going to buy? Indict Donald Trump? Is he going to jail? Or, you know, so much, man. Yeah, man. But uh, um, other than that, um, you know, just uh, yeah, looking forward to this fall closing out this year strong. I know we, you know, we all got a lot of things. Everybody's, I'm sure, been working on all year, and now's the time to like really just kind of focus in, try to get everything you want to accomplish before we hit the holiday season, which is, you know, beyond us before we, before we know it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, You're absolutely correct. And this time is just flying by, man. Yeah. Yeah. I want to shout out our producer, Tarek Ross, man. We don't, we don't give him his props enough uh, on the show. And, uh, you know, he's, he's always there for us wherever, whenever, and helping us make sure we get the show to you guys every week. So big shout to Tarek Ross, producer. No, no doubt, no doubt. And we might be kin too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, you, know, you know, we had the white party last weekend, man, down in Morania, Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The turnout wasn't the greatest, but, you know, we still had a good time and, you know, the people that was there, you know, we made the best of the situation. Um, yeah. It was a meeting for uh, for my man Galen's new new golf course that uh, that he brought me in on. So, um, you know, he, they, they set it out, man. It was definitely a beautiful place. Uh, uh, everything was well, man. So, you know, did that this weekend. Uh, I, my truck ran last week for the first time. Headache okay. got the headache, man. You wouldn't believe what they did. They sold me some bad tires. Started this chain event. They sold me uh, some bad, not bad tires, but the wrong size tires. But the wrong size tires on my trailer. The guys get to the middle of nowhere in Arizona and have a blowout. And it just went downhill from there, man. One flat after the next, another one. I'm putting new tires on there. I put like 12 new tires on the trailer. And they blew them all out. One roadside, one roadside service cost me fifteen hundred dollars a day. Oh man! So, so are you are you back up and running now? Yeah, 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 yeah. We figured it out. You know, finally that uh, they were putting the wrong size tires on. But you know, it just goes to show you when you don't do your homework, um, and 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 when you count on other people, you know, to do something for you, you know, 
you can you can get caught with your pants down. So uh, lesson: pay attention to what you're doing to small details. There's a few numbers on those tires made a big difference. Yeah, before we get into the show, also I, I want to do it up front. Just make sure everybody is is following you on Instagram. I know it's one of your main platforms at at Freeway uh, Freeway Ricky. Oh, yes. Um, you, you've been posting a lot of interesting stuff. Some, you know, lately I've been you know noticing, all, of course, all your travels and your speaking and activism and all that kind of stuff all over the country. But uh, also there was some other nice video content you, you put up um, this past week, if I, if I remember correctly. So yeah, we try to stay up to par, you know, uh, uh, man, it's so, so much competition out here, you know, that you have to constantly look to uh, rebuild yourself. You know, matter of fact, next week, Dave, I'm going in, into a prison, you know, it's going to be my first time getting paid to go inside a prison this week. So, Oh, wow. Where's that at? Boston. I'll be in oh, Boston, Massachusetts next week. State prison or? State, yes, state. Yeah. They're trying to, they're thinking about giving me a contract to do it all the time, uh, which I hope oh, they do. You know, I could really, uh, I could really uh, help those guys in there. You know, <coughs> yeah, I, I believe that. I could definitely show them how to do their time without, yeah. without getting in trouble and getting out. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's great. I hope that goes goes well um so yeah um follow freeway ricky on instagram if you want to follow me it's at the real dave mays and uh hopefully all you guys are following at uh breakbeat media which is our network that we're part of um you know we've got the cornbread tv star and funny marco we got top billing with bill bellamy of course we got don't call me white girl we got uh trapping anonymous and more programs coming under the breakbeat umbrella. So uh, definitely follow us as well. Um, that being said, let's, let's talk about snowfall. Um, that's what, you know, that's what, that's what we do around these parts. At least, you know, most of the time we talk about the TV series. Uh, we're back in uh, season two. We just watched episode eight, uh, which is called Surrender. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot going on. You said this is, um, one of your favorite episodes, Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and the reason I say that because I'm, I'm a realist, you know, I like real stuff. And, and when, when, when TV shows, one of the reasons I don't watch TV is because it, it gets too unreal. You know, when it's unreal, I don't really like it. Um, most of the stuff that I watch on TV is documentaries, history, you know, things that uh, 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 that I can get something out of. You know, I don't really like just watching TV to be entertained. You know, I'm not I'm not a person that's looking for entertainment. So when when I watch the show, I'm watching the show for authenticity, for for realness, uh, uh, facts, you know, things like that there. So this show with some of the things that happened, you know, I know that they weren't real, but they were close to what, uh, what I would visualize as, as being something that was possible. What are, what are some of the things, um, that stood out in this episode to you? Um, uh, Lucille, you know, killing, uh, killing her cousin, 
you know, because he had set her up, you know, that happens in, in, in this game. They don't care who you are. If, you know, you, you sending them to prison, you know, sometimes people lose their wits and, 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 and do things that, uh, that could dig an even deeper hole for themselves. So, uh, I like that one. Um, the one with Auntie uh, uh, Louie come back home, you know, and and uh, and Uncle takes her back. You know, he's glad that she was back. Uh, yeah. You know that that was that was real to me. Um, I didn't like uh, Franklin the way he talked to his mom. I was very uh, uh, disappointed with with, with with that scene. Um, and, and I know that 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 could be a real scene too. I know some people do talk to their moms like that. Uh, but I, I just thought that he was above, uh, um, talking to his mom like that. You know, I thought that he, he could take, you know, like when, when you're dealing with your mom, you know, you're dealing with somebody that's very special, you know, in, in my eyes, you know, I, I hold moms, uh, to an, to an extent that, you know, you can't really hire nobody, hold nobody else to, because she's the only one you're going to ever have. You'll never have another mom. So you got to hold them to a high esteem than you would hold really almost anybody else in the world, even your dad, you know, uh, no matter what happened, your mom, she's going to be there for you. You know, she's yeah, that, 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 that was a little almost out of character for Franklin where he's just cursing at his mom like that, you know, yeah, that, that was, that was pretty, pretty bad. I mean, you know, that's something, you know, you should never, Never, you know, disrespect your mother just under really any circumstances. But this isn't like something really awful she did to him. She just basically came to him and said, look, I don't want your money. I'll lose the house. And, um, you know, I don't agree with what you're doing. And exactly. Yeah, he just flipped out on her. Very much so. Almost like he was talking to somebody in the streets. Or worse than he talked to the people in the streets. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess they what they maybe tried to get out of that scene is the whole, you know, justification um, argument that Franklin, you know, launches into, you know, how, you know, you, you got screwed over, you played by the rules, and look what happened to you. Now I'm making my own rules, and look, I'm buying you a house, and, you know, our people have been getting fucked over for centuries and you know yeah but then he turned right back around and do the same thing he already did it to her just he didn't he didn't do it to her the way they did it he verbally abused her so you know like you in the same category my man you can't you know you can't call the kettle black right that's right you know what do you think about I mean I could, we've talked about it before but I mean as far as justifying what you were doing to people. I know your mother didn't, didn't uh, approve of what you were doing uh, when she found out, but you know, other, other people like that, that maybe um, didn't agree with what you were doing. Um, how did you, you know, how did you handle those situations? And were those the kind of rationales you had in your mind, you know, as far as, what you, well, what you know, doing. if anybody didn't agree with what I was doing, you get away from them. You know, you just don't see them out of sight, out of mind. So uh, uh, 
which was very few. Uh, I'm I'm gonna tell you that right now. It was very few of them that 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 didn't agree. You know, when when my mom put me out the house, um, everybody tried to take me in. You know, like oh, come stay with me, come stay with me, because you know, I, at that time, I never had apartment or a house or anything. You know, so um, I didn't really know what I was gonna do. But I had a hundred thousand dollars or more, and I was probably generating. Uh, two or three thousand dollars every day, you know, and 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 a nice portion of that was profit. So you know, I was I was I was cash flow rich, you know, already. You know, I just didn't understand how to rent a house, you know, how to write a check, how to open up a bank account. Uh, you know, I didn't really understand none of that at the time. You know, so I was really ignorant to a lot of things. Uh, and and the only thing I really did in the in the dope business was well really two things that that, that I feel that made me win, and and that was that uh, uh uh I didn't smoke, you know I was able to catch myself from smoking, and and I I don't steal from myself, you know I don't I don't take money out of the pot that I know is my re up money I kept my re up money. And, you know, most people can't keep their re-up money. They can't, they can't stand to see, you know, 5,000, 10,000, you know, sitting there, you know, with nothing to do with it. And, and I was perfectly fine. You know, I'm perfectly fine with having money, uh, uh, just sitting around. Hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, just kind of like get into your keep away from those people that don't agree so you can kind of just not have to maybe deal with it. I and, deal with their they issues, you know, not, not hear what they felt uh, your life should be. Yeah. You know, they're always giving good advice and, 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 and I, and I, and I agree now that the advice they gave me was the best advice they that, that I could have got, you know, it was one or two people who gave me that advice. Great advice. You know, I right. wish I would have listened to them. Uh, 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 but you know, sometimes you, you got to learn the hard way. And, and for me, you know, my mom always said I was hard headed. So, <laughs> so when you first, like you were saying, you weren't familiar with renting houses and doing bank accounts and stuff. So did you kind of just figure that out on your own through trial and error? Or did you have anyone that really helped you kind of begin to learn all that stuff? Well, Dave, you know, money buys you whatever you want in this world. Pretty much, you know, not everything, but what that don't buy, you know, you just use a Visa or MasterCard and you're good. <laughs> then you'll know, but um, money, money buys your knowledge. You know, when, when people know you got money, they come around, you know, and, and when they come around, they have to bring something to the table, you know, like when you come to the table and you want to eat and you didn't bring nothing, you know, you just, you just, you just showed up here like, so, so when they come, you know, they come with something. Now you got to figure out, you got to cycle through all of this stuff and figure out what's good and what's not good. You know, who bullshitting and who not bullshitting because not only do it bring the deals, but it also bring the bullshit as well. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I found out about people is, is they don't mind stealing from drug dealers. Illegal people don't mind stealing from drug dealers. You know, they'll, they'll take their money and, lie to them and, and, and 
Cheatham and, and all kind of stuff, you know. Um, it, it's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to go back to uh, one of the other things you mentioned and, and talk about what happens in this episode with that, which is uh, Pedro, you know, like you said, uh, his cousin Lucia kills him um, because she found out he was a snitch. Um, now, you know, the tables are turned. She gets, um, they get raided by the DEA, um, right after she kills Pedro, she's calling Oso and letting him know everything's got taken care of. And they raid the warehouse and arrest Oso. Um, and you know, he don't, he's not talking to nothing. First, Lucia doesn't, uh, kind of you know, cooperate, but then she decides uh, to turn herself in um, for some reason. Um, and, um, you know, so they're, they're now, her and also are now being held by these DA agents. Um, and basically they're like, I guess her plan is I'm going to tell on Teddy and his brother, because that's who the DA people say they really want and I'm going to tell on them you know fuck them white boys you know her and also end up going along with the idea that they're going to set up Teddy and even further then as the episode goes on then she just jumps in and agrees to set up Franklin when he calls and the DEA is listening in and hearing about all this you know gang war that might be starting if, you know, if Kev goes and kills the guy and all that. And all of a sudden now they're just snitching on Franklin just like that. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that was a little, you know, that was a little strange. Um, you know, I guess you can see that's that. How, that's kind of how it works though. You know, uh, uh, um, I believe, you know, cause I know they, they, when they raid, they'll take people's phones and, 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 and take track of everybody who's calling. So, um, I believe that's how they really work. You know, when, when, as soon as they find out about somebody, they want the informant to get that person as well. Right. But what did you think about, I mean, Lucia is one thing, but also, you know, going along with the plan, at least to snitch on, uh, Teddy and his brother. Well, my man also, you know, that's my man, man. I like also, um, I'm surprised, but not, not really. I mean, you know, when, when, when you talk about, uh, um, this, this drug business, and if you really know the drug business, you know, that the person that, um, that you're doing whatever with today, you know, eating with, sleeping with, uh, your mama, your daddy, your brother, they are vulnerable. Everybody is vulnerable to tell, you know, you don't ever know who out of the bunch, you know, one could play hard and, 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 uh, uh, you know, be a killer and they, they, they still will tell, you know, I mean, I've saw so many different people come in there who turn, you know, to, to informants that, that, it, that is crazy. So. Mm. Okay. So you're, you're, uh, you can see also doing that at, the, uh, at this time. 
Yeah, and um, then with different cultures too, you know, like, you know, some people say it's okay to tell on this group, you know. Mm-hmm. You can tell on them that's not really snitching, or you can tell on, you know, on blacks it's not really snitching, you know. So, uh, uh, like, Danilo didn't feel that it was snitching by setting me up. Really? People didn't treat it the same way. No, they don't treat it the same way. Huh. How did you, you know, how did you um, get to feel that way about him or learn that about him that he didn't think of it as, as snitching? Uh, some was said in the papers uh, uh, about that he just told on blacks or something like that. You know, mm. he had told somebody over in, in, in Nicaragua or maybe it was on a tape or something. But it it, it came up in, in the paperwork that uh, when, when he explained to his, his Nicaraguan counterparts that uh, um, he only told on the blacks. Since we're talking about Danilo, um, I think we could talk a little bit about what goes on with Teddy and the CIA in this episode, because that's a big part of the episode. You know, Teddy has found out that he's under investigation by these DEA people. He's trying to spook them. That didn't quite work. So he flew off to D.C., left his his brothers with the Colombian uh, guys who kidnapped his brother and not, you know, not treating him too well. We've, we come to find out, but, uh, but Teddy, Teddy goes off to DC and he's trying to get in touch with his old boss. He's no longer there. He's freaking out. Um, eventually he gets his baby mom's uh, attention and she doesn't want to help him until he finally is like, well, I'm just going to go AWOL and just start telling everyone about all this stuff the CIA is doing. And she go, she relays a message and a guy shows up to to meet with him. Um, and um, ultimately, he gets the assistance where the CIA uh, guy agrees he's going to make the call to the DEA and have him squash the whole investigation. Um, so, you know, Teddy's um, obviously relieved that that's, um, that that's going on. And, um, but there, there's a word, a term that they used in there that I, I made a note of and wanted to, to bring up, which is key to like your whole story, I think. And that was uh, the, the term plausible deniability. Um, so, you know, Teddy in the conversation with the CIA guy that he's having there is like, you know, they're talking about, well, how they're going to handle this and they're going to have to destroy his prior records of dealings with the prior boss. And they're going to have to, you know, downgrade his security clearance, different things. And Teddy's like, yeah, anything, you know, to give you guys plausible deniability. So plausible deniability, that is basically saying that, you know, you have a scenario that you can plausibly deny any knowledge about because there's, you know, it's, it's like, and this is why I say it's your case, because in a lot of ways, you know, everybody knows that the CIA was involved in, you know, the, the uh, transportation and, and sale of cocaine into, you know, America into Los Angeles, into black communities around country. Um, 
but they've always denied it. They've never actually admitted it. There's, you know, a lot of evidence and it's like all the pieces are right there and it's pretty obvious to see, you know, what really happened, but they've maintained plausible deniability by, you know, covering certain tracks to make it to where there's no, you know, you might think that, but you can't prove it. And we have a credible way to take a position that, hey, we really didn't know about this stuff. So that that I thought was an interesting topic for us just to talk about for a few minutes. Yeah, well, it's kind of what what what, what the CIA used uh, uh, as their defense, and 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 you're right in my case, and and their defense was, you know, eventually they admitted that they knew uh, the Nicaraguan army was selling cocaine, but uh, what their uh, argument was is that they never sanctioned it, you know, so. Uh, uh, a lot could go into that argument, you know, uh, with aiding and abetting. If 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 they use the aiding and abetting law that they use with so many uh, drug dealers uh, uh, who are on on a different side of the fence, but you know, we know that that there's a double standard. You know, if 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 you uh, um, if you don't have the resources, you know, and most blacks don't have the resources to to uh, actually uh, uh, put up the defense, you know, like with Trump. He, Trump got a special master to go over the papers. I mean, never heard of, you know, getting a special master to be able to go over the paperwork. So it, it's, it's according to where you at financially. Uh, you, your skin color definitely plays a role in uh, uh, inside the court system. The, you know, the court system is not, uh, just as it's not blind to color, uh, uh, I'll be the first to let everybody know that. Um, so I don't know, man. It's it, it's 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 a lot to it. Uh, um, you know, with the hundred to one, you know, times that they were sentencing everybody to, you know, when this when this whole thing first broke out, and, um, it, it's so crazy, man. <laughs> I was just thinking about, um, you know, how they're doing now with the opioid uh, addiction. You know, they uh, they're allowing people who are addicted to opioids now to go to special housing uh, right here on the street and not have to to go through uh, the jail time that 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 so many of of us had to go through who who was involved with cocaine. Yeah, man, it's just a lot. And I always say that's why, you know, your your story is so critical to understanding the the truth about a lot of things that have gone on in this country the past, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, and, um, yeah, this episode, I mean, there's another part of this episode now that I'm thinking about it, you know, that also I think speaks to the heart of your story and your situation, you know, um, you know, this, this whole thing with the CIA and and plausible deniability we just talked about, but the, the stuff with Wanda, that we see in this episode. So, you know, Wanda, uh, robs the, the cookhouse, um, you know, Jerome <laughs> gets, gets the call. Man, that, she, was funny. <laughs> that was funny. It takes the yeah. whole crew to go find Wanda, right? Like, come on, man, stop. <laughs> right. Like they was going to get a killer or something, you know, they all ganged up. Oh, Wanda <laughs> robbed the cookhouse with a pot. <laughs> <laughs> Bop, bopped the guy over the head with a, uh, a frying pan. They said, and Man, ran off. Somebody would have came to the spot and said something like that. We all would have been rolling. We'd have been all over the floor laughing and, and, and crying, you know, like, 
Come on, man. How you let Wanda uh, Robbie with a pen? Get uh, out of here. <laughs> that would have been so funny to me, Dave. Boy, I would have. Yeah. Oh, that would. <laughs> well, they they weren't laughing. They were they were upset, and like you said, the whole yeah. gang, everybody, yeah, man, got, got got ganged up to go address the Wanda problem. Um, yeah. Now that was but, one that I could I could have threw that scene out. Get out of here. Yeah, but <laughs> but what you know? I guess what um, what I wanted to tie it in to is you know they are trying to show you the effects that crack addiction is having when they're showing you the people in her house and how they're acting and obviously what's going on with Wanda and then having to uh, handcuff Wanda to the sink in the empty house, you know, Leon, you know, decides that's the only thing he can think of to to do to deal with her. Um, so, you know, they're really trying to get us as the viewers to, um, you know, get a, a look at how dangerous uh, addiction to crack became and also how close to home it starts to hit for Franklin and the crew. and. Um, you know, we've talked about that a little bit before, but, you know, I think that's a big part of, you know, your story is just, you know, tied all the time to the proliferation of, of, of the crack epidemic and the damages that addiction, you know, caused. Um, so, again, this is kind of like a an interesting episode that really goes to several of the core you know, things around your story. So I know I said a lot, but talk to me a little bit about Wanda and, and the, you know, the impact of addiction, what you saw and how you felt when it started to hit close to home. Well, well, when we started to see people acting like, like Wanda's acting in this year was, was uh, at least had to, at least had to be four or five years after we was in the game. Uh, uh, it, It takes a while for for the addiction to really start to show itself uh uh with the crack you know it's it's a gradual it's a gradual process um but most people don't act like Wanda was acting when they get high so uh don't 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 get that there there's people who that can go in uh they call them functional functional addicts i think that's what they call them you know people who work every day and uh um you would never know they high. Uh, but yeah you, we we start to notice it about four years after uh uh being in you know the people who uh um really couldn't afford to be getting high um you know the next thing they do is they turn to trying to become a, a cocaine. Well, well and, and I believe too, Dave. Everybody eventually, when they go into it from the beginning, it's it's to hustle it, not to it's not to be a dope fiend. Most people go into it to to hustle hustle the drug, and uh, it's very easy to uh, uh, to be persuaded to try it. You know, just test it, just see what it's like, because you're curious. You know, you're seeing all these people doing it, and and you're like. I wonder what they're getting out of it. And when you wonder that, then the next thing you know is you want to sample it and see if you can get out of it, what they're getting out of it, or uh, 
I guess that's the scientist in us, you know, to experiment. Hmm. I guess. I'm, I'm not sure. Um <laughs> uh, All right, so there's another um another thing I wanted to ask you about um which is well it, it starts with Franklin in the beginning taking Leon and Kev uh to the houses he bought for them and surprising them. Here's the keys to your new, your new cribs. Um, and, uh, you know, Leon's going nuts. And of course, Kev is acting a little funny cause he's still, you know, he knows what he's done as far as selling out Franklin and he's still got his mind on that and how he's going to handle that. But, um, what'd you think about, about that, uh, move by Franklin to, to give them, give them their own cribs? I mean that makes sense, you know, for 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 your guys to 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 have something nice, you know, you want your guys to 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 be happy, you know, your employees, you you gotta definitely uh, try to uh, to make them happy. So that was a good move by Franklin to to, to get him a house. Okay, so um, we follow that storyline really up into the 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 ending of this episode, which is a wild scene at the end i want to just break down and, and get into a little bit so um kev as we know has found out where the guy who the mexican guy that killed his cousin uh will be at this park certain time certain amount of time certain time of day um leon he tells leon leon ends up confronting Kev, like, you know, I'm trying to reach you today. You ain't been getting back to me. And they, they meet up outside the houses. And, and that's when Kev kind of like spills the beans to Leon that look, man, you know, uh, I got the information on this guy. Um, you know, Franklin knew all along who it was. He lied to us and, you know, fuck Franklin basically. Um, so he's off to the park to try to go, kill this dude. Meanwhile, Leon runs back to Franklin. He lets him know what's going on. So they got to figure out, you know, how do we stop this? How do we got to get to Kev? Um, they end up, Franklin ends up paging Lucia to try to find out more information because he figures it out. He's like, uh, oh, the woman, Kev had said something about the woman had told him and Franklin puts it together. Oh, so he must have gone to Lucia because he knew how bad Lucia wanted that recipe, how she had come to him begging for it. So she's like, damn. He's like, you know, obviously Lucia got the care. That's what's going on. So he pages her. And like we talked about earlier, she's in the DEA office having this conversation with him. Um, but it results in Lucia getting in the car with the DEA agent lady to drive down to the scene of this thing basically by themselves with no backup and nothing. Um, and Lucia is supposed to sit there and point out Franklin uh, and Leon uh, to the DEA. Franklin does find out from her where this is going down. So him and him and Leon rush down there and pull up just as, as Kev is getting there and about to go, take care of his business. Um, so it's, it's a lot going on. And the scene, the show ends with Kev 
basically saying, you know, Franklin, you know, we I can't trust you. You fucked fucked us over. You lied. You sold us out. You know, you didn't do nothing to protect your family. And, you know, I can't fuck with you and I got to do what I got to do. He heads down, fires one shot off at the guy. And the next thing, Franklin shoots him from in the back, uh, from the back. We don't know where he, he hit him. And that's how the episode ends. The DEA agent runs up on Kev, who's bleeding on the ground. Franklin and Leon speed off, trying to get away. Um, and the Mexican gang guy, he's running off with his daughter. And he sees Lucia sitting in, in the cop car on the side. So... It was a it was a wild wild scene. A lot to a lot to um Yes unpack. it was. Yes it was. <laughs> so tell me what, what what your thoughts are. Well the first thing, the D agent never would have went out there by herself like that. <laughs> you know, knowing that it was a, a potential gang situation, guns, uh, attempted murder, uh, uh, uh suspected murder, police would have been surrounded that whole place like you never seen before. Um, <clears throat> I don't know the one with Franklin and 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 uh, Kev. I guess that 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 that, that could have been possible that that he would shoot Kev to stop him from uh, you know, just so much stuff that just adds up, man. It it, it gets to this like you know, it's just like too much, you know, too too Hollywood, you know, uh, too many coincidences. Um, just, just a little, little overboard on those. Some exciting scenes, though. You know, it definitely stuff that will keep the audience, you know, on, on edge. But uh, I, I just think that it's it's too far fetched, you know, to 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 be real life. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, the whole Lucia just driving down there with the, the DA, two of them by themselves. That was that was. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you're talking about a major cartel bus, you know. Um, I don't know, just, 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 just not normal DEA agents. You know, when 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 they busted us that time, uh, when we were trying to buy the hundred keys from them, man, it had to be forty cops, and they were laying down in seats and in vans, and you know, like I just see that whole park, you know. The whole park being surrounded with with with, with undercovers and, and 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 so forth. Yeah. Um. So you know we we got a lot of questions you know on our mind as we close this episode out. You know Teddy's on his way back home. Uh, he's you know going to save the day uh, by getting the DEA pulled off the case. So we don't know how that's going to play out. Where's that going to lead? Remember he's feeding the DEA to the Colombians, right? Right. So he's giving them up. Yeah, he's giving the Colombians up. Yes, he already the, told them that they got some Colombians, some 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 uh Cali cartel. Yeah. Cali cartel bosses, yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna basically turn them in, get them set up. But where's that gonna leave Lucia and also, you know, where's that gonna leave um you know, Franklin and the guys um, you know, it's a lot of a lot of interesting things heading into the last two episodes. This was number eight, so we got two more 
before the season's over. Um, and uh, and what's going to happen with Kev? Like, you know, what we just see him, you know, bleed in with the DEA lady uh, over him. So we don't know what's going to happen with him and how that's going to play out. So um, we know he got attempted murder already. Sure. For shooting sure. at uh, the guy with all the kids, maybe three or four attempted murders. Mm-hmm. You know, because each one of those kids, everybody was in that direction, you know, was, you know, could yeah. be contempt on mm-hmm. them. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think she saw him shoot, didn't she? I don't know for sure, but they they didn't really say. Which, but she had yeah. to see something. She ran right to him as soon as Franklin shot yeah. him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, a lot, lot to look forward to. We got two more episodes before we can close out season two. Um, so uh, we'll be back next week uh, with After the Snow. Talk to you guys um, about what happens next and what else is going on in, in our worlds. Um, as, as always, appreciate you guys joining us for the ride and, you know, listening to what we got what we got going on, what we think about all this stuff, uh, you know, shout us out, you know, go on, uh, go on, um, breakbeat media at breakbeat media, go on Rick's page or my page, send us some, you know, little comments. Yeah, send me some comments. We'll, we'll, we'll check them out. Let us know anything oh, yeah, you dude, might babe, want us to you, talk about. You know, I'm looking for a rap artist too, man. Help me find somebody. I know you, you found some of the biggest guys in the business, man. Uh, okay. Okay. You, uh, um, I want to get into the music a little bit. Okay. I thought you had an artist. Uh, we're talking mention? to a few people. We're talking to okay. a few people. But I know okay. you you know you know you know you help find some of the biggest ones in the game. You know you know that game no like nobody else. No doubt. That story is gonna be told soon too. Unsigned hype, uh eight part um podcast documentary series coming your way. Um we're almost done with it. We're gonna announce the release date, but it's gonna be an incredible story to tell of uh how myself and the source discovered biggie common dmx mob deep eminem opponent noriega j electronica and many many others through the unsigned hype column so stay tuned uh for that i knew that magazine was going to do some big stuff when i first saw it man yeah. pages yeah i was like this thing going somewhere well, i hope i hope you have that same feeling about breakbeat already going man yeah yeah you got marco can't he can't stay off the internet uh, <laughs> he's always yeah. trending, man every time i flick my page on there marco is yeah man yeah he's, he's doing he, his thing he's heating up right now man you, you did you did good with marcos yeah well, we got a great lineup man I, I i think all of our talent and our shows are are incredible and i think they're just going to keep growing so yeah we are we are doing well uh, uh but you know i hope break will continue to grow and and have a kind of impact that the source once had uh you know in in the future years to come so uh appreciate yeah, you I appreciate that i gotta run by you too but i just man i've been so damn busy dave i don't even get the <sighs> It's crazy, man. It's been just crazy. You know, all next week, Echo just tell me I'm going on next week. I'm like, man, don't I get to stand out late for a day or two, you know, go play some tennis with the kids. Right. Uh, but yeah, I got some stuff I want to run by you too. Uh, okay. I'm get some time. Okay. 
Let's do it. All right. All right, y'all. Appreciate it. After the snow, Breakbeat Media. Peace out, y'all. I'm going to hit that gym right fast. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Me too. Peace, y'all, y'all. Safe weekend.